It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Helen Reddy. Hi, Doug. Um, I took notes for these episodes. Good. I'm glad. Um, so it's time to watch The Muppets. Yeah, it's time. As it always is time. I'm like saying that and I'm like staring blankly. I forgot to open up the notes. It's time to watch The Muppets and you're not even ready. We watched the Helen Reddy episode airing in the U.S. on September 21st, 1978 and airing in the U.K. on December 1st, 1978. Episode 13 of season three. This also, Megan, marks our official halfway point. We're halfway done with The Muppet Show. Isn't that nuts? That is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. We've watched 60 episodes so far. This is episode 61, the Helen Reddy episode. Wow. There's 120 episodes. Wow. We've watched half of The Muppet Show. Holy crap, Doug. And recorded half of The Muppet Show. That's the craziest part. We're dedicated. This is like... That's a lot. We man. have stick to Yeah, especially because these two episodes. Okay. <laughs> I would say the second episode is better than this episode. I strongly disagree. Really? Yes. Okay, let's start. We're watching the Helen Reddy episode this week. Why don't you get me started? Um, so, like, going into this, who did you know who Helen Reddy was? Did you know Helen Reddy from Adam? I, <laughs> I hate that expression. So... It's so weird. So, I didn't know Helen Reddy before I asked my girlfriend, Lisa, mm-hmm. telling her that we were watching Helen Reddy and then Harry Belafonte. And she goes, oh, Helen Reddy, my mother used to like Helen Reddy. You know, she sings that song, I Am Woman. Is that that I am strong, I am invincible, I am woman? Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I do know Helen Reddy then. Yeah. I like looked her up briefly and I found out that she was Australian, which kind of surprised me because she did not sound... She had like that... She has that, like, um, what do they call that accent that, like, anchors do, like, on the news? Well, it's... Aust- a non-regional diction. Yeah. She had that. It, her Wikipedia says Australian-American. She's She became naturalized in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, like, she became, I guess, an American. So she got rid of her accent by that. Like, she had to get rid of it. When you take Crikey! that Crikey! What a ripper! They make you... They're like, okay, so what do you call this? And... I think Australian is one of the best accents in the entire world. It's definitely the best accent. Yeah. My Siri's in Australian. My Google Assistant's Australian. Mm -hmm. I love it. It, It's like the... I don't know. I don't feel like anyone... My name's Megan in Australian. Really? Yeah. Megan? Yeah. That's 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 so bizarre that it would be like... That they would pronounce a name that differently. So there's like people who are called Megan? Like that in Australia? I guess so. What a weird thing. All right, let's start on this episode. Hot Megan. girls like me. Cold open. Scooter alerts Helen Reddy of the curtain. Okay, Scooter. I'll be there. Ready or not. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you mean to make that joke? Well, I meant to make that joke before someone else did. You think we'd stoop that low? Hey, three to get ready. Low. So when... He- they made this like dumb ready or not joke. My immediate thought 
was um you know that like pizza company little caesars pizza pizza you can go to little caesars and get what they call a hot and ready oh really which is like you can basically walk in off the street and buy a ready to go pizza that like you don't have to you won't have to wait well, that's just like when you go to like Wawa and they have like all those food under the no, lamp. No, you're waiting to make that. Oh, yeah. Under like the lamp and the heat thing. Yeah. Like the pork roll, egg and cheese yeah. and hash browns and shit. I've seen heat lamp food before. Well, uh, a hot and ready sounds like a damn good time. I haven't had Little Caesars pizza in a long time. I, mean, I haven't had Little Caesars pizza since 1990, probably four. Since when they were in the Kmart? Yeah. That was such a weird thing that Little Caesars was like almost exclusively in Kmart. Pizza, pizza. Is that still their logo? I don't I mean, know. Their slogan? The Little Caesar is. And I don't know if he still says pizza, pizza. pizza do you remember pizza. like when you would go to Little Caesars, they had a thing where like if you went up to the cashier at Little Caesars and said, please, please, can I have a prize, prize? They would give you a free thing. And it was like usually like I had this water bottle that was like an accordion, like it collapsed and stuff. It was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, my God. I miss my Little Caesars well, you accordion. Could, could you walk there from where you were? Or is yeah, that a we little used far? to when I was a kid. Yeah. I would walk to Kmart sometimes. Yeah. And then usually get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it's way too far. It's too far, yeah. And like a store, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I'm only 10. Yeah. I had no business walking to Kmart by I, myself with my friends. Mm-hmm. I've done the same. Yeah, I definitely wasn't supposed to do that. All right, so this episode... Uh, the Muppet Show theme, we get Statler and Waldorf. They have some chickens in their box. And then music notes shoot out of Gonzo's horn. I like the music notes that shoot out of Gonzo's The music Gonzo's notes horns. was cool. They're really trying with like little effects to try to make things different to change this up a little yeah. bit. It is very much like Simpsons couch gag. Yeah. Where, like they're already running out of ideas in the beginning and they're limited by like what they can make happen. Yeah. You know, with their technology and everything. I mean, the Simpsons have done fine. it for like over 30 years, so. But if you watch like the early seasons, it's like they're not sitting in the right spot or like, yeah. you know, like it's not uh, like now it's like, oh, everybody's dressed like a particular painting. Like, yeah, like what ridiculous thing can they do? Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they've gotten to such a point where they have to really heighten it to change it. But back then they didn't really seem to know what they were doing as far as that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was like much simpler. And digitally, it's probably yeah. easier to like do. And- yeah. Now they don't even do like shit like that anymore. They'll like run to the couch and instead like do a parody of like a movie. On their like, they'll get to the couch and then the couch is like a desk, and it's all of a sudden like The Shining or something. Oh, really? Yeah, they're the some of the cold opens on not cold opens. The opening title sequences on The Simpsons are very long. Oh, wow! Because of the couch gag. All right, so our opening number, Miss Piggy portrays Marie Antoinette, who leads her subjects in a performance of "Staying Alive." Gold. I loved this. Gold. <laughs> This was such a good performance, too. And, like, the Piggy costuming was drag. hilarious. Piggy's in drag. I love this. Piggy is the shit. I fucking love Piggy. This whole bit really ruled. It brought back our, like, our love right now of, like, let the pigs do something weird. Let so the, pigs the pigs open. Do, and, the pigs and are opening. Especially Piggy. Yeah. Let, let Piggy do the opener. Yeah. Annie Sue was, like, in it. Yeah. In the background as a featured player, yeah. as she should be. Yeah, I hear her voice in Not the Not taking tune. the limelight. Yeah. But this was, I think, really, really well done. I loved this. 
This is one of the things that made me think that this Helen Ready episode stood out. And so, like, we've been recording these in back-to-back clips. So now we're doing this unfair thing of saying, like, whether one episode was better than the other. That isn't you know? fun. Yeah, that it's isn't not fair. It's not fair to, like, do this head-to-head against them. I do have to say, but... there's a skit later in this episode that made me go, oh, God. And even, so like, boring. so I looked through, like, the rest of this season, and I'm like, who? 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 Like, everybody just sounds like someone you've heard vaguely was on the love boat in the 70s. That's it. Like, from here on out. And it's such a bummer. And then I looked at, like, season four, and I'm like, again, who? Who? Star Wars? Who? You know, like, it's bizarre. Like, we've hit this point where it's like, there's 120 episodes of this show. So, like, some of the episodes are not going to have, like... (sighs) The biggest, most memorable guests. Some of them hey. were probably flashes in the pan or big big for their time and everything. Hey, there was some episodes that we saw that were excellent that we didn't know who the guests were at all. Oh, absolutely. What was, um, who was her, what was her name? And she sang the song, the, the Shel Silverstein song. We oh my God, yes. The Marissa, Marissa Berenson Marissa episode. Marissa Berenson. Yeah, that episode ruled. That and episode I, was one of my favorite episodes of all time. I still don't think I know who that is. No, I don't know who it you is. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. And in my mind, when I think back to what, she looked like when she was doing that song, which I love that song. And uh-huh. I sing it to myself, actually. It's just basically. The, you yeah. Like that's always running through my head. It's basically just Shelly Duvall in my head. Yeah. I've Shelley, replaced we her. We decided that was what we went over in the episode. <laughs> Shelly Duvall and Shelly Long, which we confused, and both of them could have played yeah, them. Yeah, both of them the could have played them, yeah. Okay, so this ruled. I loved the way that this bit ended, too, with like all of the pigs kind of scattering and looking out the window at the guillotine. Yeah. Like in yeah. their thing. And they're like, Ugh. Ugh. And then even like as they all like kind of fled backstage, Just the one let was them like, eat the cake. let us eat cake. <laughs> that was very funny. And Kermit even said something to the effect of like, uh, this is like historically inaccurate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, as the pigs beg Piggy to let them eat cake, Beauregard is called upon by Kermit to clean up backstage with some elbow grease. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Beauregard is like a very weird character. I miss George the janitor. Give him back his job. What even is Beauregard? Is he a bear? Is he like? Aren't there enough dumbass characters on the show? There kind of are. There kind of are. I just don't think there's any room for this character. I don't think so Bring either. Gladys. He does stay though. Like, I've seen this guy in modern things. He, like, hangs on. Because he has a name Beauregard. Yeah. I, it probably is, like, all in the name here. It is all in the Like, name. George the Janitor is not as memorable. George the Janitor is probably the name of a character in, like, so many things. Well, they can't even so call people janitors things. anymore, so. He's a custodian. He's George the custodial assistant. That just doesn't assistant. roll off the tongue. No, it like doesn't. Like, George the Janitor. Carol the custodian. No. Who, what would be a good custodian name? Kramer. Kramer the custodian? No. Coco, the custodian. Someone. Craig. Craig. Craig, the custodian. I like that. (laughs) This next segment was really weird. I thought this was interesting. In the recording studio, Helen performs Blue. When you can't find a friend And the road doesn't seem to end And you're lonesome the whole day through How can you be Happy How can you be Smiling How can you be Anything but loved And saggy and blue Hey Roger, how's the balance? I think animals go too loud on the drums. Oh, okay. 
And that they like, all of a sudden she's singing this song and they pull back and they, now there's like these dudes with like the dials and everything mm-hmm. like recording. I like the recording studio a lot. I thought that this was, was really nice. Really interesting. And neat. And I thought it was a really good idea. Like it's almost, it's not backstage. It's almost like side stage. Like it's like, that was very strange. I loved that a lot. It was like a different approach at like just the straight singing a song. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? it was way more interesting. Yeah. I appreciated that. Uh, all right, so now we're back to backstage. The backstage is spotless, but since Beauregard couldn't find any elbow grease, he cleaned with axle grease. Kermit and the others slip around, except Beauregard, who has a special pair of non-slippers. Kermit slips into them and finds their special power being nailed to the floor. Mm-hmm. I don't like this guy. I don't know why. He's he's he almost looks like Alf. I think that's my one of my problems with him. A bogan Alf. He looks kind of like Airsats Alf. Alf, with like a dirty mop on his head. Do you ever see like on? You're not a big TikTok person, I know, right? No, I I love TikTok, no. and there's there's some TikToks, and I, maybe they're on Instagram too, but like, it's like Iranian people or Persian people like talking about like the the like sort of americanized knockoffs that there are in oh, iran uh-huh. like kfc and it's like <laughs> blah, 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 uh-huh. chicken and i just feel like this beauregard is is like the alpha of, of like Persia. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's better it's yeah. better we <laughs> like him today we were at the beach and um we were at the beach liz we, we liz realized that one of our our flights for our vacation either got bumped or switched or something so she called the airport and she had to like dispute it with the airlines and uh, our friend Kaylin said to her she goes I think that like if you if your like airfare gets so switched and you're inconvenienced like they're they owe you money for that for like moving you around and then Kaylin goes I saw it and I go oh my god that like girl on TikTok who's like Erica I they yeah. don't know I know this, yeah, yeah, but yeah. and I'm like that. Those videos drive me insane. They're like, they don't know I know this, but I'm a professional Karen and I know all of the rules of Actually, every business. Oh my god, I saw an advertising, an advertisement the other day on TikTok that was hire hire a professional Karen. Really to like do yeah. stuff for you. Yeah. Like, I need to return this sweater. It's within the window. They have a really strict return policy. But it's like, like when Gen- this woman can take it down for me. When Gen Z realizes that they actually need Karens. The, they do in some ways make the world go round. Well, yeah. Especially <laughs> when you have no backbone and you can't. You don't know how to like be in the world because uh-huh. you're so triggered by everything. <laughs> you probably do need to hire like, a Karen. I, I don't, I don't want to talk. Yeah. Can oh. I hire a Karen? Yeah. So then what do you go on to, like, an app, and it's, like, called, like, K-A-R-N? Like, <laughs> and, like, you find someone's aunt to come do this for you? I'll pay $7 for this service. Whatever. How do you sign up for that? Like, you, what do you think the questions are to, like, become the Karen? Like, the, uh... Do you know how easy that job probably is? <laughs> like, I should do that part-time. You know what's even easier about it is, like, you then go to the Target with the return or whatever this person's having you do and be like, listen, I was just hired by this bitch. Like, you still, the person who hired that person still looks like an asshole because, like, 
they they fear confrontation, so I was hired to have yeah, this conversation exactly. with you. Like it doesn't help, right? Oh my god, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like years from now, like let's say like twenty years from now, it's gonna be like all the COVID babies will need to hire Karen. It's like well, they were brought up in like the home. Like they didn't get to leave <laughs> they their know. house for like the first like the the basically like the seminal years of their life for socializing. They, they, they only expose their yeah. eyes when they leave so they can see. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my goodness. I'm, like, talking shit about Gen Z's. Like, I hate them. I love. I don't care. I could give two shits. I think our our generation got the most hate out of any we generation. We get shit on by everyone. And Gen X sits quietly. Except for your wife. like... Who literally will say things like Gen X is the worst generation. Oh, I, I truly believe it. I believe that Gen X does no How? one any service. Are you serious? Yes. They just sit by and let millennials get bullied. And they're just like, oh. Gen Xers know. are the coolest generation. Though. Okay. <laughs> Someone's Whatever. partner, uh, maybe. Maybe. My uh, partner may or may not be a Gen X. Yeah, I do. I really believe that Gen you X. You like boomers like, better than Gen X? No. Oh, my God. No, trash. No. But I think that Gen X lets, like, I don't know. I think we need to lift up Gen Z just because Gen X does nothing for us. Like, we need to be the the supportive generation to Gen Z. Oh, yeah. I hear that. I think that millennials are adaptable. And yeah. Like, you know. Oh, millennials are way more malleable and adaptable than yeah. I think other generations are. And Gen X is just like, mm, especially because we experienced a transition period from like the cyber world, uh-huh. like the analog to the cyber world. Like yeah. we we like know that natively, both mm-hmm. both sides natively. Yeah, it's like Gen Gen Z only has the digital world. Yeah, I was talking to someone in my shop the other day. And uh, she was saying that her husband's aunt is 107 and she's in a um, retirement home and they go visit her and she has like wild stories. I'm like, I can't even imagine. I'm like, I don't want to be 107. Do you ever want to be 107? Nope. I don't think so. Like, she can share stories about like the airlines first starting you know like it, it's bizarre like what I hear you see Lisa, in 107 years my partner complain about things or she'll be like i think i'm just too old school for this or mm-hmm. like this is like and i'm just like oh my god i never want to be like that i yeah. never want to be like overwhelmed by like the changes of society That's what, so like i had heard years ago that like when you turn 31 it's like most likely in your nature that you will not seek out new media, you won't find it interesting. You'll only find things interesting that, like, you basically had only grown at thirty. By thirty-one, 31? most people stop. So, like, that's why I literally like make it my beeswax to like seek out new music and like you know find like other you know like appreciation for other media and like newer yeah. stuff because I'm like I don't want to be an old fogey piece of shit. Like I'll. Listen to that new Japanese breakfast song, that whatever weird, you know, TikTok craze. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try to figure it out. I'll try to see what I can make yeah. heads and tails of it. You know, like. Yeah, like, I'm not consuming new music the way I was when I was, like, in middle school and high school. But I mm-hmm. think also, like, that's because my wo- world was so much smaller. And that was, like, my only outlet. Yeah. And nowadays, it also, everything like that is consumed so differently. Yeah. Like, think about the difference between, like, downloading a CD illegally, burning it, carrying it around with you, whatever. Versus, like, at a whim, someone can be like, oh, have you heard My this fellow new blank Americans. song? And then you, like, you say, oh, no, I haven't heard it. And you add it to, like, 
a fucking playlist or something. Maybe you won't even hear it still, you know? Like, you have to kind of make a concerted effort to, like, try new things. Yeah. sometimes they won't. No, I definitely, I I definitely love to try new things still and listen to new music that I haven't heard and even old music that's new to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean... For all intents and purposes, like, I've become a Modest Mouse fan. Yeah. But, like, they existed for 30 years. For sure. You know, like, but I'm, like... New to you. So it's, like, dis- exactly, like, buying it, their album from 1998 and being, like, let's see what this one's all about. You know? Like, it's, yeah, it's Absolutely. new to me. That always reminds me of Charles Manson. It's still... On Family oh, my guy. God. It still <laughs> stimulates your mind in that, yeah. that way. I always want to, like, keep learning and stuff like that. Like, there's so much in this world that... Like, our worlds are really small, and the world is really big, and I, I'm just interested in culture and mm-hmm. why people make decisions and what drives people and, you know, what drives myself, even. And, yeah. And, and sometimes it's like I, I just, I get in, like, moods, you know, mm-hmm. and, like, I always want to do new new things. I yeah. don't know. So the Swedish chef and animal stopped by Helen's dressing room to sing her the their this version so of cute. Happy Birthday to You. Today is not my birthday. This was so cute. She the knows Swedish it's chef. not her birthday, so they start singing Jingle Bells instead. <laughs> Google Bell. Like, he's... That, like yeah. <laughs> Between Chef and... Yeah. You said Gonzo. Did you say Animal? I said Animal. Are you sure? Swedish Chef and Animal stopped by to sing... Why did yeah. I hear Gonzo? I'm, just... I have beach brain. Yeah, I have beach brain, too. I... Like, it's not like I'm, like, under the influence or anything. I just have beach brain yeah. from being in the sun I'm all day. I'm from the sun. Oh, and so you went to Asbury Park Pride today, and um, I still... saw a poster that it wasn't at Asbury Pride, but at Princeton Pride on the 18th, they'll be having their parade. So that should be tomorrow when this episode comes out. And um, Alan Maroka from Sesame Street will be their grand marshal at their parade. What? So I tried to look up like why, and it said it. I couldn't find a reason. He's from Los Angeles, but I thought that was still really cool that like he was going to be their grand marshal at their parade. That's kind of weird. So Maybe he's like, like a friend of a friend or something. I feel like I remember Alan from Sesame Street. Like he's one of those familiar faces, yeah. like Gordon. The rest, yeah. you know. So I'm Maria, like, when did he Gordon. start on Sesame Street? He started in '98. So I guess that's like when my little brother Timmy yeah. was, on, was okay. watching Sesame Street. That I recognize cool. Alan from. I thought that was really neat and like a cool adjacency. Yeah, of course. I mean, that, like, Muppets are Muppets, right? Yeah. We don't care what show they're from. They're Muppets. Do I have any other notes here yet? No, no other notes yet. Do you have any other notes yet as I string us forward? No. But I can say that I'm glad I'm not in my 20s anymore when I went to Pride because it's like I went <laughs> and then I left. Uh-huh. And I felt, I'm like, fine. Yeah. It's like, it was busy down there. Yeah, it was nice to see that people were out and about. Mm-hmm. It's cool, but... Did you see any parades or no? I actually walked in the parade a little bit. Yeah? Yeah. I saw that you were in a magazine. Yep. You showed me. I volunteered for the Pride Center of New Jersey for like basically 10 years of my life, and mm-hmm. they gave me a tree because I... That rules. Yeah. That you have a tree. In my town. Yeah. Across from my pharmacy. That's very cool. That <laughs> yeah. there's like a tree in your honor yep. and everything. That would be such a neat idea for the town to do here, to like plant trees... I have like a plaque on the tree. It says my name, Megan Picaro, 
given by the Pride Center, and it says, like, the year it was given to Maine. Stuff. That's really cool. So, like, Highland Park, I guess, was planting trees, maybe, and they were allowing people to sponsor yeah. them. So the Pride Center sponsored a tree in your honor. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I did a lot for the Pride Center, like, more than the average bear. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I built them two websites. I ran their I youth group. I the, 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 the pun of more than the average bear. Oh, yeah. In, uh, Gay bears. Yeah, I love it. Um. You're, you're better at that than I am. I wasn't even thinking that. Meanwhile, I have a bear flag hanging up in my room. Ooh, is this broken? Does I don't know that it should be stretched that far, but I think you're good. So Beauregard shares a story about his great uncle, who he was named after 40, who he was named after 40 years after. Bo While polishing the stage, Fozzie oh then performs a dance number with some friends, but he keeps slipping, and the other performers remain standing until the finale. Just I thought this was Fozzie the UK spot. Fall on his face. Yeah. You thought this was the UK I spot? I thought it was because I'm like, this is stupid. I don't know, just silly kind of nonsense. And you these, think like, that? Are you saying that the UK is full of silly nonsense? A lot of the UK spots are like little silly nonsense to hold us over. You know while, what I was uh, thinking on my, the way here? We're at commercial. What? Cause, probably because a police song, Synchronicity 2, is on. Mm -hmm. um, Scottish culture, like Scotland is like a small country. It's like a small part of the UK, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a magical, majestic place. But like, think about how famous the Loch Ness Monster is. Yeah. it's It's got fame that the Jersey Devil couldn't touch. No, couldn't like, touch. And I mean... Like if we're being realistic, the Jersey Devil probably has a has a much larger stomping ground than the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, it's crazy. When I was in Scotland, like we were in Edinburgh and we're like not even near Loch Ness or anything. And it's like, here's the Nessie store and it's like got like little stuff. We bought a stuffed animal for my niece that's, that's like so of cute. Nessie and it's like you could buy them like dressed in a hundred different ways. Like, yeah, yeah, dressed yeah. as a cheerleader because they're a cheerleader. Dressed yeah. as a school teacher. Dressed as you know, like whatever. It's how like, do you dress as a school teacher? I don't know. By the way? You, yeah, like, I think you know what, how you dress. Weirdo as a earrings. In. Yeah. So, uh, your glasses on a chain. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they came as a firefighter, as other professions that have standout costumes. Yeah. Uniforms. Like he said in a like I think there's a line in that song something like in a Scottish lock or whatever, and then I was like. Yeah, like, like the lock that the Loch Ness monster is from is called Loch Ness. Uh huh. <laughs> but like Loch Ness monster sounds like it's a, a type of monster, right? Yeah. Like it's like the, oh, it's a Loch Ness. That's its species, right? I bet you the Loch Ness monster is real or was real at one time. You think so? Yeah. Because it's like it kind of is like a brontosaurus, right? That's what they like a brontosaurus with like flippers instead of legs. Some sort of a sea dragon thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I definitely think so. I'd love to believe that. I it's think real. that there were all kinds of weirdo creatures, especially back before like humans were polluting the oceans with like massive amounts of plastic and uh -huh. the pre industrial revolution, I do think that there was probably tons of weirdo. That's another one of those ones though, like where people have photographs of it and it was on a misty night or whatever, right? And it's like just its head peeking up out of the water. Mm -hmm. Like Bigfoot, whenever you see him, he's always like yeah, walking like, with his it, How does it hide? Because a nest is just like a swampy thing, right? What's a nest? A like lock. A, it's a, is what I mean, it is. a lock, not yeah, a nest. It's like, it's like a, a lake, lake, right? Yeah. yeah it's so it's really kind of crazy that it's yeah. like. Well, lakes at one time were parts of the ocean, right? So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about planet Earth. Now I want to see what a lock is because I think it's like a bay. Lake. Well, it's interesting, too, because, you know, Scotland and Scotland, that's where golf comes from. 
A lock is just a lake. An arm of the sea, especially when narrow or particularly landlocked. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lake that feeds to the sea. Mm-hmm. We were both right. We're smart. They probably, if the Loch Ness Monster of anything, it probably went there to like lay its eggs or something. You think there's other Loch Nesses? Nessies? Yeah, I don't that's think that's what they call it too, like Nessie. This is the thing, it's though. so like, weird. You know how there's like Bigfoot and he just like exists in the ether. If there's a Bigfoot, there's more than one Bigfoot. You can't survive as a species mm-hmm. with just one. No, there's like a Bigfoot with a with a with a, a, a pink bow yeah, on right? its head, <laughs> <laughs> and they had two little baby Bigfoots yeah. with like the spinny. The big one has a big lollipop in its hand. The other one has the spinny hat. Unless you're some co- sort of like. Um, like um like a snail or a mollusk what what are they called mollusk yeah uh-huh. they can some of those things can like reproduce asexually mm-hmm. they can be, th- they can wait. change well they change gender they can change their gender mm-hmm. or like I like the idea that the Loch Ness monster can reproduce asexually and can only produce one so it's like <laughs> as it's on its way out it's like and it just gives birth to another one yeah. <laughs> like just keeps moving on generation after generation that's very that sounds funny. that sounds the most logical way. Or like, what if it was like more like mitosis? Isn't mitosis when a cell? Splits? Yeah, when yeah. they split. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they Loch Ness monster it's l- mitosis. It's nestosis. So the UK spot Rolf plays Beethoven's Pathetique. I knew this, but was the periodically UK spot. must wake up the snoozing bust of Beethoven atop his piano. I, it, this thing looks like butter to me. It looks like a sculpture of butter. I thought the idea of this was actually really cute and funny, yeah. but it was slow. The, a lot of this episode was slow. I a lot of both of these episodes. Well, I'm sorry, one episode. I, yeah, a lot. This episode at hand. At hand. So now Helen sings "You and Me Against the World" to Kermit. I kept calling her Helena today when I was talking to Lisa, and she was like, <laughs> "It's Helen," and he- I'm like, "Helena." And she kind of looks like like the Australian like um. What's her face? It's just the haircut. Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. What the hell's her name? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. <sighs> so now this she is has more... a fucking... Julie Andrews has a better haircut than her. Her haircut <laughs> looks like she cut it herself in the mirror. <laughs> While looking at a picture of Julie Andrews. Like... Like she literally... Her haircut is not good. So now Beauregard follows Kermit's orders to fix his damage by spreading a little sand around. Only he overshoots the amount. Like, this guy is annoying. And he fills the fucking backstage with sand. No. <sighs> but I did like how they were like, okay, when he gets rid of it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so Beauregard is a name, but Beauregard is when you're, like, holding, when you're sp- smoking a blunt. To Beauregard something is, and that's a an attack on Humphrey Bogard, who would, oh. who would um, be hesitant to pass the joint, apparently. Really? Yes, that you'd be bogarding it, and it's just I guess because he was a celebrity that it took off. That like, yeah, when you're like, when you're keeping something to yourself that is meant to be shared to everyone else, you can like bogard the Don't salt bogart. on a table. There's yeah. so many like terms when it comes to like. Sh- I mean, I haven't like smoked a joint with people or like. Uh, quote unquote, all of that, like, with people, yeah, it's boating or you're bogarting, yeah. Oh my and, like, god, dumb shit like that. Like, can you just like, 
Why does everything have? I to used be to a think it was "word ordeal. is born" because of the way people said it. But it's like "word is born." Both ways is stupid. Like you're God creating the earth with the, your words. That is the best thing to come from like legalization. Hopefully, is that like the, all like, those terms are dead? Creepy like guy that you're gonna buy weed from that comes to the house and he's like, eh, eh. no, <laughs> he's just like hard, eh, eh, eh. and I'm doing like eh, a face. Like, eh. Eh. Veterinarian's like, Hospital. Dr. Bob deals with the sound booth operator from Dr. the blue Bob. number. I love this. I like this too. That he came back to be in, and he's like, this man's cold. And oh, he's yeah. Because like, he's got earmuffs on. And they're like, no, he doesn't have on earmuffs. It's so funny. There's this movie called It's All Gone, Pete Tong, and it's about this DJ uh, who like loses his hearing. Oh, really? Yeah. And for some reason, like him with the headphones on, he kind of, even as a Muppet, he kind of looks like the guy who plays uh-huh. like... Pete Tong is a real person, by the way, but it's not connected. Like the movie's not about. It's not like a true. No, but it's a. It's a. It was a decent movie, I guess. This episode is full of weird little bits because now we have a group of outback whatnots singing "Tie Me Kangaroo Down." But this was like, is this just because she's Australian? I guess so. Because this was like a. 10 second sketch when it started i was like what the fuck is going on it looked like they were all chained together or something at first, like a chain gang. And then I'm like, oh, they're being dragged by a kangaroo. Oh, they're trying to tie the kangaroo down. Got it. Okay. And they were like, it was a full group of like wackadoos that I've never seen before. Like these whatnots have never been used in anything else no. before that I can think of. It's like they're on loan from like Henson Studios Australia to like <laughs> to just be in this bit. Like how, you know, you watch those other versions of Sesame Street and they have like their version of characters. Like this is like their version of a crazy Harry or something. Beauregard has swept all the sand next door, which is the state, which is the stage. Kermit tries to use this to his advantage somehow, calling for some tents, palm trees and a camel. I hear something racist coming I, up. I <laughs> and I thought they were going to do a beach scene. I didn't know that they were going to be in like Saudi Arabia. When I saw these like Saudi Muppets, I'm like, there was no warning. Before and then this the fucking camel. <laughs> but then all I could think was, oh, my God, I wonder if Doug started watching Obi-Wan. And then I saw your Twitter and I was like, he did. I really I've loved Obi-Wan so far. That Doug, little. I cannot wait to watch the third episode. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. So we're going to just talk really quickly. If anyone hasn't seen it, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Here's a spoiler. I can't believe this story is about Princess Leia. I can't I love believe it. it either. I love it. I didn't know it was going to be about Princess Leia. And by the yeah. way, I never got to see the, the last Revenge of the Sith. Like of the third prequel. Oh, really? Because the first two were so boring to me. The third one is quote unquote good, but yeah. it's only good because the other two are so bad. But honestly, I couldn't get to the third one because I fell asleep. And the first one is just Anakin racing in the little racers. The fir- if you, when you start oh, Kenobi and they do like God. basically previously on Kenobi's life and they show that whole like blip, that's enough to get I you was through. like, I was watching it's with Lisa's oldest son, Benjamin, and I was like, is this what happened? And he's like, yeah. You were my brother. Yeah. I love all that stuff. It's actually pretty great. 
I need to rewatch and, and that. Anakin's just—he has Anakin's legs have burnt off, and he's like burning off his arms, and he just goes, "I hate you." I think it's so goddamn funny. It's such a little brother, big brother yeah. kind of reaction. It's crazy though. It's like Anakin decided to go to the dark side to protect his wife, right? Yeah, Padme. Yeah, and then he in turn. Like came actually evil yeah. and fought against Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan kind of defeated him, but didn't kill him, kill him. No. And pa- well, I think he thought he left him for dead. He assumed he was dead. And then the emperor brought out like literally like a pallet jack and took the remains of him and then built Darth Vader from the remains of his body. And I mean, in the long run, Padme ended up dying also. Like, so it's didn't do anything. Like, what did you do? You did nothing. I really, really enjoyed it, the show so far. I love that little girl who plays Princess I Leia. She's amazing. Love Obi. I didn't think I was gonna like it as much because there's no like, there's. I was like, okay, Grogu's not gonna be in this. I probably won't like it as much. But it's like they don't have Grogu, so they have Leia, right? Like, you know what I mean? But he, no, but even just um, Ewan McGregor. Who is who is Ewan McGregor? That's is great. Him. First of all, he is such a good fucking actor he really is. that his acting alone outdoes whoever the mandalorian is no offense to that mm-hmm. guy and the other one yeah the, i forget boba fett boba fett even though i love those shows yeah but like you have no choice but to weigh them all together because it's the like Ewan disney McGregor, star wars shows you it's know? like he is just a terrific actor like, yeah yeah, like you believe him in this universe. You believe this universe. When he because finds of him. out that Anakin is alive, and you see his microfacial expressions, you're like, "Damn, he mm-hmm. feels it." Yeah, the third episode is great. You really like. He fucking feels run, it. Run, don't walk to watch that. I third can't episode. wait. I can't great. wait to watch it. So now, during goodbyes, one of the Arabs from the closing number tries to give sup with to Helen. <clears throat> this episode took like a turn. Like it was fine. And then it takes this like weird turn. I don't know. I hate that this is all being hoisted upon Beauregard's shoulders also. <laughs> like the whole reason that this episode turned is because of him. I don't like Beauregard. So like I don't want to spoil things that happen in next week's episode, but I'm like I literally thought during this episode, where is Pigs in Space? Where has that been? I know, I don't know. I kind of miss them at this point. I definitely miss Pigs in Space. Like I feel like we've gotten a bunch of veterinarians hospitals. And like a, you know, Doctor a whole bunch of at the dances. I want some pigs in space. Pigs in space. So next week we're watching the Harry Belafonte episode, Megan. Wait, was that the end of the episode? That was yeah. That was curtains. Oh god, that's it. Episode's not great. So the ha- recommended Harry Belafonte. Except for the pig sketch. The pig sketch. It was a really really strong open. I truly believe that. So Harry Belafonte is another, like I said, a name that I've heard that I feel like I know, but I do not know. He's a big time activist. I knew that about him. Yeah. Like, when every time I watch like a PBS documentary on like black culture or anything like that, he's yeah. always in it. That's cool. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what he uh, brings to the Muppet Show. Here's the premise for next week's episode. Episode 314, Harry Belafonte. Despite Kermit's insistence that everything on the show is spontaneous, Fozzie Bear decides it needs scripts. He tries his hand at scripting the show while it's actually going on, but his scripts are extremely confusing. He gives up when his tie gets caught in the typewriter. The Harry Belafonte episode aired in 
the U.S. on February 15th, 1979, and in the U.K. on January 5th, 1979. It's getting cold out. So, yeah, it's the beginning of... Uh, the beginning of the new year. This is a Valentine's episode, sort of, for uh, the U.S., oh, yeah. I guess. So, join us next week as we watch the Harry Belafonte episode. Thanks for the gut ball, Dougie. You can follow us on social media at ITTWTM. Uh, and message us and like us and message whatever. Message us. And then until next week. Thanks for the ball, Dougie.